Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe, the lovely Lady M, and Adam K, the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill, like John Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, and everyone across this great nation. Welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live on this, the 17th day of February in the year 2018. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. Joining me today, as always, America's host with the most, Honest Abe. Good morning. We got about 15 weeks to our 300th episode. Uh... 15 shows. Wow, yeah, that's true. 15 shows. we got to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. What month does that put us in? I believe uh, we can. right on top of that, Abe. I think we calculated yeah, it out. Yeah, you're so full of it. <laughs> I think it's like the first week of June. The only thing you're on top of is a cheeseburger lately. Ooh, that's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, uh, it puts us in June? Is that what 15 weeks now puts uh, us? Pretty close. I think the last time we One, looked at two, it, it was like early three, June. Four, five, but six, uh, it's going to be an interesting show today. George Rico of Grand Habano Cigars will be here. And Elsie uh, May, the grandson yeah. of Clyde May's. Moonshiner, whiskey extraordinaire, founder of Clyde Mays, Alabama-style whiskey. It should be cool to speak to him, man. A lot of history there with him and his family, so. Absolutely. His man. authentic, original American bootleggers. Bootlegging, moonshining. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. His grandfather was actually arrested yeah. for, for moonshining, so it'll be cool to yeah. hear the stories. It'll be very cool. Are they bringing booze? Of course. When, if, when, if you, when if you know our friend Richard Lewis never to show up? Richard, Richard was texting me last night. He's like, you guys are in a drinking mood, right? <laughs> I, well, I, you know, he was, he was a vague blur at the Great Smoke last week, which, by the way, I would like to say was a fantastic event. It was awesome. It really was. Next level stuff. I mean, the South Florida Fairground people came through huge. The venue worked out great. People came from all over the country. I think, I mean, there was France and the Middle East, but I think the furthest outside of Canada, the furthest U.S. was Seattle. Somebody came up from Seattle. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's it that event's starting to draw probably about sixty to sixty five percent of people from out of state. Yeah, we did we did a couple of like you know simple votes with the crowd that was outside watching. Yeah. the show, the live broadcast. Yeah, and yeah. I'd say at least fifty percent of the people were from out of the state of Florida. Yeah, and, and it was and it was probably the biggest crowd we've had for our live show. You know, covering the Great Smoke we've ever had. Yeah, it was, big, it was bigger than last year yeah, for sure. It was huge. Yeah. yeah, it was huge. And they were very interactive this year too. Yeah, they which I like, like. They weren't like passing out, falling asleep, waiting to you know get in the event. So no, they were all smoking cigars, having a good time. No, it was a great was year. Fun. And looking forward to next year. I keep, that event just keeps getting bigger and better. Are so. you? Yeah, yeah <laughs> actually, I am. No, I am. Now, you know, now that we've kind of got the logistics worked out with the fairgrounds, which, you know, anytime you move a venue, especially after 11 years. So stressful. To a new place and dealing with people you've never dealt before. Wow. And you don't know the reliability and, you know, and it was a lot of, yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem, which always, like, petrifies me. Yeah, you're not. You know, the, yeah, no problem is just, you know, especially when they're in abundance, like, scares the heck out of me. <laughs> but, um, no, the South, all the folks in the South Florida fairgrounds, I, don't, I doubt any of them are listening this morning, but Annabelle, Alex, Alex, uh, Lisa... They were all stellar in, 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 in making everything just perfect. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were all there to help, and it was a great setup. Yeah. I really enjoyed the setup, too. No, no, it was a good event. 
And now, let's put it to bed and hopefully not have to talk about it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, probably at least three or four months. <laughs> a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, already thinking about it. Uh, it's uh, going to be a great show. Uh, that was the 12th Annual Great Smoke. If you missed it, make sure you go back, check out the archives. You can see all the great stuff that happened there. And last week's live show, and all there'll, the video's probably going up next week. Yeah, next week. Recap. Tell you what, really happy that Rhino stepped up their game this year. Did they? Yeah, I mean, they were like they brought some like really attractive women this year. Oh, they were with Rhino? Yeah, those were all Rhino girls. They oh, had, man. They, they had the big tent right in the middle of the... I know, but they were just, they were like out in the crowd talking to people, yeah, too. They were I so, didn't realize. They were, they were do- it's called socializing. Bro. Oh, man. You know. I just thought it's, I was handsome. It's, it's when you get beyond the bar that's ah. in the Whole Foods. <laughs> socializing. <laughs> you know. But no, they were actually like stellar this year because like... Couple the setup years, was nice, la- too. Well, last couple of years, they kind of bought, I mean, I don't know what, where they bought their talent in from but it was like <laughs> subterranean it, when if my breasts are bigger than the girls breasts we have oh, issues no. at the event every week here at kma talk radio <laughs> we like to give great stuff away we are givers uh, every week our good friends over at zycar like to give away a zycar prize congratulations to donald smith who took home last week's uh, zycar prize by putting a caption on the russian curling chick in black lingerie if you'd like to take home a Zykar M8 metal cutter in the black on black, which I was selling last week at the Great Smoke, are those are they are sharp, sharp looking. Just head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Post your best caption on the Trump box mobile thing. I, yeah, that's a weird looking box. I I, I I had to take a picture of it when I saw it. Dri- oh, you took that picture? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Where was that? I was driving to go pick up my car from the mechanic from getting an oil change, and this car pulled out in front of us. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? You know what's funny, though? When I, when I first saw this, when I first saw this, like for the, and I didn't get a chance to read it, you know who I thought that was? I thought that was like Lisa Vanderpump in The Housewives <laughs> oh, in Orange wow. County. It does look like a little bit like Lisa Vanderpump. The, the funny thing it's is, it's just on, sad that you know who that is. On the opposite yeah. side, on the opposite side, on the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the driver's side of the box is a photo of Trump that says "Good luck in 2025." <laughs> That's inconceivable. I mean, why 2025? He, I have he, no. He, he, so he's assuming he's winning his next term. Yeah. Interesting. I, it, it was yeah, it was mind blowing. I couldn't believe it. it. But somebody wanted to deck their car like that. So we look forward to the captions on that. You could take home a great Zykar M8 cutter by heading over to the. KMA Talk Radio Facebook page every week. Scott Weeks and the guys over at Iconic Leaf like to give away a five-pack of Recluse Cigars by, if you participate in the KMA Iconic Poll of the Week, last week we asked you, what is the most exciting thing about the Pyeongchang Olympic Games? 23% of you said hockey. A lot of hockey fans out there. 21% of you went with curling. That, that's the shocker. I mean, curling is like becoming like the winter Olympic sport. Uh, apparently it's on all the time, but I don't know. I haven't seen a minute of it. Uh... 19% of you went with bobsleds, 11% said skiing, and 16% said, well, the Olympics are on. You know, what gets, so. you know what gets me about the Olympics now is the events like, when did this become an event? Oh, Like the skiing and the rail sliding and, the, you know, they're like on skateboards sliding down pipe rails and, you know, I said, when did this become an Olympic event? Where have I been? And I wonder what it takes to become an Olympic event. You know, so does somebody then take skis? And start like skiing on concrete, you know, streets like of San Francisco, and then they all of a sudden they say, "Well, now this is now." An, I mean, there's guys that sit in a room and say, "Yeah, skiing on concrete downhill will now be an Olympic event." <laughs> well, yeah, they have to go through a trial period, and then they make it a test event. Like in the '80s, they had uh, dance skiing. 
Bring what it. is dance theme? Basically, there's videos of people like they're spinning around, dancing. They're going on the skis in the air. They're doing twists and things all on a very slow uh, incline. Yeah, it's so weird. It didn't become an event, but it was a test event for like four years, but it can never become like popular. Like the old Greeks right now are rolling in their graves. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, congratulations to Dan Beckett of Lakewood, Colorado. He's getting a five-pack of Recluse Cigars. If you'd like a five-pack of Recluse Cigars, head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page and post cast your vote in this week's poll. What would you like to see more of on KMA Talk Radio? I thought we were going to change number one. Didn't change number one? No? Not, no? Might as well run with it. All right, fine. No, uh, Abe didn't want to change it last night. He said leave it. Okay. I must have been tired. But, I mean, I'm just curious when everybody says, yeah, I want to see what our producer is going to come up we with. We got it. Uh, you bring one, some more of your, like, off-off, triple-off Broadway friends on the show? Uh, celebrity guests, social media contests and giveaways, live remote broadcasts in your area, behind-the-scenes footage... Games, bits, and contests on air. So we'll see what people have to say about what they'd like to see more of here on KMA Talk Radio. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will have to uh, talk with George Rico, Grand Bonus Cigars, and all kinds of other great stuff. We will also, uh, don't forget, new KMA giveaways every single week. You can win great swag and cigars. Awesome and stuff. Just check out the KMA Instagram feed. Participate every week for your chance to take home some great prizes. When we, more great stuff when we come back. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Nat Sherman is the leading American luxury brand in premium cigars. From the classic range of the Metropolitan and Host selections to the transformative Timeless Collection, their elegant sterling and limited edition offerings, or the bold and commemorative 1930 blend Andy Polka. Everyone has the opportunity to enjoy a Nat Sherman experience. Family owned and operated since 1930, Nat Sherman's tradition of innovation and commitment to excellence reminds us why America's Nat Sherman brand is known as tobacconist to the world. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva. 
an unbeatable value, and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sungrown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Monte Cristo has set the standard once again, turning back the hands of time by utilizing a long-forgotten, unique aging process that harmonizes the flavors of the wrapper, binder, and filler with the use of small pilones. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured is an exquisite cigar you must try now. Available nationally for the first time, Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured features a 2006 Nicaraguan Rosado Oscuro wrapper that is both beautiful and distinctive. This cigar is a masterpiece no one should miss. Make sure you get one today at your local tobacconist. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We are here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, Austin. Good morning. And, uh... And who? And you know who got George Rico is oh, sitting here know. in the studio with Good us. Good morning. Hello, hello, welcome. It's going to be our meet your maker today. Um, not sure if I want to play. Yeah, you I know. want all of you yeah. to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Uh, drink more coffee. That's what they always yeah, say. Yeah, you're off today. I know. I, yeah. The legacy of making cigars at Granabano is a family affair established in Miami, Florida. Guillermo and George Rico strive for quality in every leaf in cigar production. Honesty and passion is what compels them to make great cigars. Married with a sense of originality, being the signature of Granabano. George, welcome back, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. How you been? I'm doing well. You know, like... Thanks for driving up this morning. Hey, I, we, our volumes are down, both of us. There yeah. you go. Thanks. Right. There we go. Thanks uh, for driving up this well, morning. How, how long of a drive is it? Uh, about an hour and ten minutes, yeah. something like that. Are you close to Parkland? No. No, no I'm close. No, no, no. I'm, I'm in Doral. Doral? I wasn't yeah. sure where you were, you were at. Yeah. Here's your coffee. Look at this. Full there you ser- go. Full service. Thank you, Petra. Thank you, Petra. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, speaking of down south in Parkland, man, it was crazy day yeah. this weekend. Really. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you what, I got four kids. I sent them to school. And, and you got you got kids, too. Yeah. Two? Yeah, I got Three. I Three? Think. Yeah. Did you pop out a third one? I didn't know when the third. No, How well, was the third? I mean, you know, the third one's in college right now. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because I knew yeah. you had little. Yeah, well, little I, ones. I have the little one, and the two other ones are in college now. College. Yeah. How old are you? Forty-two. Oh, you started early. Started early. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool that though you could be in your forties and have like twenty-year-old kids that you could. Like yeah, still relate to. Of course. I mean, my kids are babies. By the time they're in their twenties, I'll be in a walker, and, you know, <laughs> wearing Depends or something. You know. Yeah. Well, they're they're eighteen and nineteen, so. Yeah. yeah. How how old's the youngest? Six. Oh, so that yeah. was like oops. No, no, that was actually like. New wife. We're bored. Yeah. New, oh, second wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're yeah. that usually does it. Mm-hmm. That usually does it. Paul, New get wife. ready. Now, what do you? Don't you, that's such a curse. Why would you say that? <laughs> I just you, got well, married, get, George, and he's saying, he said, get ready. <laughs> he just got Second married. Second or third time. No, first time. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> How old do I look? 
So I, 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 like, I'm actually kind of paranoid about sending my kids to school now. Why? I don't know. It's just happening too often. And, you know, I tell you what. I mean, actually, my wife and I were just talking about maybe homeschooling, you know, looking into homeschooling. We have, Paul's shaking his head. No. I got, I got, I got yeah. a friend. I got a friend who's homeschooled all his kids from birth. And when they got to high school, he gave them the choice. You want to continue homeschooling or you want to go to high school now? And the one girl, his oldest, stayed home and graduated. The other boy who's more into sports went to high school. And they're all normal, great, balanced kids. No, they're not. No, yeah. they're not. They're, I've so never met a homeschool yeah. kid that's normal. Let me let me ask you something. Did you go to did you go, did you go to school? <laughs> yeah. And look at you. You're so far from normal. So I, what's the I know how to socialize with people. Have you ever really? gone on a date with a girl? That you hang out with Adam. Have you? <laughs> this is the come on, let's be serious. You guys sat at the bar for three hours last night like, with Adam. With, well, Scott to, uh, Weeks came. I could have had more conversation with a totem pole. <laughs> oh. AJ was there. <laughs> I th- I think it creates people that are not probably so they're they're Listen, socially. I awkward. bought that up with my they're friend. Socially awkward. I, I, I mean, bought, I've, I've met I, a lot of people. I like bought that. that up. Well, I think it depends on how you do it because he was very active, in they, they played in all the school teams because you you could still go to your public school and take part of the soccer team. So they're they're all involved in sports. But you're not there day to day. You know, from seven in the but morning you know to like three. The pro- so there's a lot of nuances. But, but here's the problem. But here's the problem. How much bad stuff do you think happens in the school between influences of bad kids, influences of bad teachers, bullying? Bull- I mean, you know, I don't know when you weigh it all out where it sets. It's part of society, though. right? And then when they go into the real world, they've yeah. never experienced anything like that. Any of those social awkwardnesses, any of those. Bad things that you're saying can happen, and then they go in the real world, and they're in the workplace, and I, I they got, don't know how to I, handle I, I, themselves. I got news for you. The real world doesn't just pertain to the school zone. My kids take violin, tennis, and something else. But your kids uh, are... Karate? <laughs> I forgot. They're in three things. But they are so socialized, and it's. I'm telling you, Abe, it's because they're out there around other people. Dude, my kids were socialized before they started going to school. You've seen most of them. But, I mean, you haven't, but the other people have seen them. My kids grew up socialized because we've socialized them in the home. We've taken them out places. We do something. I bring my kids to the radio show. You know, we don't hermitize them in the house. Right, right. You know, I just don't but know. It's, but it's to say, I mean, you know, academically, you know, you might teach them. You have this workbook that you get for the semester or whatever, and then you take a test at the end. I mean, who's really teaching them? No, Is it it's, someone it's that more, went no, to no, school? It's more extensive than that. It's very – it's actually Florida now has become like one of the biggest home – uh, schooled states in the country, it's very regimented, and actually, there are things you have to do. And actually, look, here's the problem too: is look, you have to be extremely involved as a parent in following the curriculum and the qualifications. But you know, I, I you know, I, I already I was thinking about it. for the money that I spend putting them in private school, I can get a part time teacher to come to the house three days a week and just do the whole homeschooling with them here at home, and and probably be cheaper. You know, I just don't know. But the, the stuff like this freaks me out. And you know, yeah. everybody's out there crying about gun control. And, you know, it, it, you know and, I, and I get a little upset because I just don't think this is a gun control issue. And I don't think it's a platform for gun control issue because there's so many arguments. Paul disagrees with me. The problem is there's something wrong with the kids today. And mentally we need to address this because the gun is not the illness. These kids, whether it's a gun or some other weapon, if they want to do mass damage or whatever, they'll find a way. And, and I'll be honest with you. We were just talking about Paul last night. We were talking about last night. Yeah. Illegalizing gun, I, I told him I can go get an illegal gun in ten minutes. 
I can make two phone calls and buy a black market gun. Well, I mean, you're, you're deterring people. Probably that's the that, that's the way people look I at it. I don't think you're deterring a kid. Right. I don't think you're deterring a kid like this. That's my point. You know, but Him, he did get the gun. Well, liberated. listen, I'm I'm also all for making it extremely difficult to I'm get a gun. That. I'm right. for that. I I think I I, I without a doubt, and I'm I'm a believer that you have the right to bear arms. Yeah, I mean, but look, I I have an AR-15. I have a whole bunch of different weapons, but I think you know there there's got to be some limitations. Call the FBI. <laughs> They're legal, um, but the thing is, is that I think really um, we we have to look at how and when these people could acquire. I believe not, anybody not that, just I believe that anyone is given a gun should have a psychological profile done. I don't court. think that we should issue an arm to anybody who's not of complete sound mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe. I mean, it sounds a little extreme. I believe the same for parenting. I don't think you should be allowed to give birth. Well, then I couldn't have a kid. <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> so this some is... some DNA just shouldn't go any further. All right. uh, it's been a very interesting week. We know there's been a lot of discussion, and pick to the Facebook page if you want to continue the discussion. We have to take a short break now, and our condolences to all the families and victims of this tragedy, yes. which yeah. is most definitely a massive tragedy. We will talk more with George Rico about cigars when we come back right here on KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, produced in small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella Cigars. Make sure you try all of Colwell's lines, including Long Live the King, Blind Man's Bluff, and Eastern Standard, which were all awarded 91 ratings by Cigar Affectionado and Cigar Snob. Do not forget the 93-rated King is Dead, which earned a spot in the top 25 cigars of the year last year by Cigar Affectionado. You can find more information by following Caldwell Cigar Company on Facebook. If you're not running with us, run from us. We own the night. Caldwell Cigar Company. Cigar Enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. If you had to pack a go bag, what would go in it? 
For Pepe Mendez, it was his rare Pilo Tico tobacco seeds, which he personally carried to the Dominican Republic half a century ago. In tribute, we introduced the Monte Cristo Pilo Tico Pepe Mendez, a robust cigar with nutty, leathery notes and a slow burn that marks the rebirth of a golden age. Try the new Monte Cristo at your local cigar lounge, and you may want to pack one to go too. Surgeon General Warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Eroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. With four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco, from seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco direct for your enjoyment. Visit clecigars.com for more information. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too! Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We are here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, Anastasia, America's favorite host with the most. Hello, hello, hello. And our meteor maker today, uh, George Rico of Grand Habano Cigars. George, thank you for being here. You watching the Olympics? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you watching it live, like at night? Live at night, in the morning. Really? I'm a big fan of all sports. Let me guess, let me guess. Your favorite is figure skating. No. I was just kidding. <laughs> no, actually, that's the one sport that I don't like. I just can't get it. I, I was watching the men's thing with my daughter it last just night. Looks, yeah. It doesn't jive. None of it. Not women, the me. men's, none of it jives for me. I was skating. actually. My the, wife loves the figure skating. Like, I think that's the only thing she does watch. But nothing jives This for was me. the first time ever. The I'd Winnie the Pooh's on the ice, the spinning, the dancing. The, I got to tell you. None of it The works. American guy, the Asian guy. I Winnie the Pooh's. Really yeah, they were throwing Winnie the Pooh's on the yeah. ice. Yeah. Really? The yeah. Japanese guy. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of weird. I don't know. I thought you were talking about Disney on ice. No, they were, that no, 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 no. they were some dude, and they were throwing Winnie the Pooh's. Japanese guy. Winnie the, the Pooh's on the ice. But the one that I really like is the one that the, the down slope, whatever it's called, I forgot. These guys are going 75, 80 miles an hour. Uh, the, the, dude is awesome. The, the, the slalom. The slalom. The slalom. Yeah, slalom. That's, yeah that's insane. The Super G or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, that's insane. Those guys. There's too many of those. That's crazy. I love watching a good ski wipeout, though. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> well, that's because we're raised in the wild world of sports I was generation. Just, I was just yeah, thinking that yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah, where Eddie, you, where Eddie the Eagle the goes music flying. was just going well, were, on in my head. There was a that. good one this week. The guy that won the medal the next day, he actually, someone left a drill on, on the track or whatever no. it's called. And the guy hit the, the inflatable thing, took some coach out. It was crazy. Wow. So, I missed that. It was actually yeah. pretty good. Oh. Interesting. There's, there's, I guess, women's hockey. Yeah. And I caught a glimpse. I guess there's two sisters, but they're playing for two different countries. Really? Oh, yeah, the, the Korean one and yeah. the American one. Yeah. I think that's got to be She's adopted. Yeah. I think that's got to be odd. Yeah. No, that's got to be, be awesome. weird. Come on. You win either way. <laughs> I'm going to check my sister. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> that probably happened all the time. I mean, I wonder, do they call it cat fights when they fight in hockey? Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> I don't know. Where's the rim shot on that has, one? Has, <laughs> has anyone seen like a, a women's hockey game yet? Do they? I do or do too. they just do the thing? 
Wow. How did that go again? You know, I would love to you, see you go against one natu- of these girls. It seems yeah. very natural for you to do, actually. <laughs> I yes. would love to see you go against one of these girls to see how good you are. Adam? Yeah. yeah. In hockey. He'd fall, he'd fall like a redwood. Oh, they would check him so hard. <laughs> Boom. Boom. the ice. Yeah, I haven't skated in probably like 15 years. I could see. Yeah, I bet he's a me. master skater. You, you ever notice that? Like, some guys... You just don't expect them to be like great athletes, and they're like amazing skaters for some reason. I you always heard t- he was a master debater. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was another joke in there, but we're going to move right along. So, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> George, we know we were talking about driving up. Um, I, you're a big car guy. You got any yeah. new fun cars you've been playing? Uh, no, I, I still have my cars. I, I still have the the Range. You got Rover. the Rig Rover? Did you ever uh, get that fully well, I finished? Ha- I have the classic Rover, yeah. which I've been working on for a couple years. I know. And last then, time we, I saw you, know, you showed me a photo, and you were going to trick Hilly it out. The Austin that I have. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking to see if I could move from one of those and probably get something different. Oh, really? Which yeah. one would you get rid of? That's why I haven't gotten rid of any. I like them both. But what would you want to get if you were going to get move to something else? I'm looking into like a 66 Porsche. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Classic. Those you are nice. Your, you and your cars. I love a good yeah. car, yeah. Speed. It's nice. Good. I guess, well, I guess the cigar industry is good for you then. Uh, you know, it's it's been good. Ups and downs? Ups and downs. The last couple of years, uh, there's been a lot of instability. Uh, a lot of brands. Instability in, in the industry or, in within, the industry. or within the company? Uh, no, no, not within the company. More within the industry has been very difficult, um, you know, in a sense of... Uh, there's a lot of transition right now with the FDA thing going on. So we're just talking. Lot. We're just talking the about retailers. That actually, you know, the retailers like yourself, things like that, have maybe felt that um, they want to focus on some products. So it's it's, it's going. It's been a little bit difficult with the smaller mom and pops. You feel that like some people are cutting back on SKUs because they're yeah. worried that they, that they won't yeah. make it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I see it. Me, me, me personally, I haven't worried about it at all. I'm, I'm running. Uh, as I is, mean, you shouldn't. I mean, you until got until 2021. And I, I mean, mean I, I've kind of halted on my own intercompany projects. Yeah. Yeah. Because, those, those I understand. Because a lot of the manufacturers don't want to deal with me right now with all the FDA stuff going on, too. But, um, yeah, we just kind of halted on that. But everything else is kind of status quo. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we were talking about in the break, like, you're, you're getting ready to revamp your packaging because what? The new FDA is yeah, what, 20, yeah. 30% of the top of the box. 30% of the top of the box and the front of the box. Yeah, so Not 30, on the inside. 30% of the area of the top of the cigar mm-hmm. box, 30%, yeah. it's like a billboard, will be an FDA warning label. Yeah, that because, actually cuts into my, my brand nobody, logo. Because nobody t- – well, people are actually redoing packaging to yeah. accommodate the, 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 the label warning. But as if, as if any adult today doesn't know that smoking is not a healthy habit. As much as drinking or going to McDonald's or pretty much about twenty other things I could think of. That's correct. Yeah. You know. So it's 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 a little bit um, you know complicated right now trying to institute that program that we're gonna in a couple of months we're gonna have to put in all of our boxes. So it's, it's, it's it's a big cost thing to you guys too. Huge cost. I mean, you know, we're not revamping our packaging right now because we have so much of it from all these years that we've you know we've we've done a lot of stickers and things like that. So some of it is gonna go over our labels, which is a shame. And then once we go through our inventory, then we're going to resize everything to fit. So it's more proportionate, and you'll be able to look at the brand as it used to. There was some news, and we'll talk about with Coop, because I'm sure Coop will know later on the show. But there was some news from Cigar Aficionado yes, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, that the um, there was a, an announcement from the government about um, them having to look over the FDA regulations. And, and Diaz Ballard, I think, was the guy talking about it. I read that. Yeah, I read that. specifically saying yeah. that they need to become more realistic 
on on how and, and on how these organizations how it's regulate the cigar regulate industry. you know and it's not only the FDA I mean you know we're talking at, as a government with the previous administration the way they did things you know you have these agencies that just basically did whatever they wanted and they don't really look at the impact the financial impact or anything like that and well, it's the unfortunate pro- the problem is none of it just doesn't seem that any of their decision making that they make is based on any other fact than eradicate eradicating the industry yeah. and that's yeah. the problem it's yeah. not for taxes it's not for benefiting kids not for anything it's really primary motive is eradicating a legal industry and that's why for years i've been hoping they would legalize marijuana because i figured once they legalized I that i felt that way and i and i don't I, look at it anymore hold on, I, I figured once they did that we'd stop being the battering ram for the government but no. we're not no they're letting the marijuana people do whatever they want yeah. nobody's touching yeah. them yeah. it's insane if you go to Vegas last year at the convention, it's we insane. went around and we looked at it. It, it, it become uh, recreational, mm-hmm. and it's crazy Listen, what they were doing. We were just talking. We talked about it a couple of weeks on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, like you just said, you just went to Canada because I was in Vancouver yeah. last summer, right? Yeah. You can't see the cigarettes. No. Cigarettes are in a drawer, closed drawer. If you ask him for a brand, the guy doesn't know where it is. He's got to open fifteen drawers to find well, out I, where I, it I, is. I didn't get to go to a store, but I was at the duty free, and it, it really shocked me because the carton. Basically, was cover about ninety percent. The only thing you could look at was the brand is about that little of the name, and then everything else was covered entirely with uh, you know horrible pictures, images. I mean, the whole because, carton was covered. Well, that's in duty free. Yeah. Okay. Well, in like the Seven Elevens or the Circle Ks, where they call them in Canada, I forgot what they're called them. Like you can't see them. They won't even let you see them. They're hidden in drawers. And we, we were just talking about this, and I, I, I kind of went on a rant because I guess some. Uh, can, uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, fun marijuana place, not medicinal one. The recreational. Recreational. Recreational marijuana place opened up in L.A. And they were showing videos of it. Did you see it? Yeah, I've seen it? the videos, yeah. It, it was like an like a, a, a Apple store. Yeah, yeah. They had these tables lined up just like an Apple store, and they're all wearing their red shirts, and they got these little, you know, uh, uh, whatever, white plastic containers with weed in it, and people are picking it up and smelling, smelling it and it. touching yeah. it. But you can't touch a pack of cigarettes. Look. It's crazy. It's crazy, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, just because we're getting affected, I don't think the marijuana industry should be affected either the way we are. And eventually it might go in that direction. Well, I'm it's unfortunate. It would relieve as some a consumer. Burden. It you would know, relieve a burden for the uh, industry. No, for... we shouldn't because then you got to look at it as like, well, they should go after alcohol because – No, I think – They should. I, I think – No, they should, I think they should stop regulating us. Everything all, altogether. Yeah. I mean, you know, legalized prostitution for all – you know, that's what I say. Amen to that. So – you can certify them. <laughs> Paul's laughing. Amen to that. But it's true. It's, it's the truth. I mean, you can't over-regulate the way that you're doing it. And then all they're doing is trying to tax us to fund their overspending. That's really what it comes I, down to. That, that's my beef, too. <laughs> Tax-free Florida gets something ridiculous number, like yeah. $65 million a year, to spend money and pull up billboards to tell me that smoking is it's not bad. healthy, you know, for your, it's not good for yeah, your health. Yeah. I mean, is it insane? I'd like to know what adult today, this is not 1950, what adult today doesn't understand the ramifications of smoking, liquor? Well, just this week, they introduced a bill in, in, in the Florida State House where they were going to make it 21. 21. So yeah. these are the things, yep. you know, it, it happened originally in, in Hawaii, now it's <clears> expanding. You know, and it's fine. If you want to make someone, for the average cigar smoker, they're usually from 25 to 35, 40, 50 year olds. So it's not going to affect us because it's a different type of consumer. Listen, I don't but, have a, I don't but, have a but problem. But why are you restricting people 
if you're able to go serve in the military. That's my point. I don't have a problem if they why, want to make 21 why, illegal. Why is it okay to go send you somewhere to get yeah, blown up, but don't you can't let a do guy, it? You're right. Don't let a guy go defend his country and risk his life and then tell him he can't have a cigarette. Yeah. The government's perfectly all right to say, hey, we'll let you go and fight and risk your life and kill people, but we're going to make a judgment for you because you're not old enough to decide whether or not you want to have a cigar or not or smoke a cigarette. But in the this same is the way, hypocrisy of well, our government. You know, but in the same way, a lot of the people who go to the military are usually not... The you oh, know, careful. middle class. Care- okay. No, I'm, I'm just saying a lot of the people that go to the military are actually people you know that come from the poor and poor well, areas it and is, things like that. It's a they good, look it's at a it as a career. It's a, a good, good career. So not all of us serve. So maybe if you serve, you should have more um, freedoms. Listen, we should I, look at it that way. It, it, it's it's ridiculous, and, and it, 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 the, this government and Trump before Trump, all you Obama fans before him and after him. It just doesn't work. It, they're hypocrites. You know, one man is not going to change it. And for all you Trump believers out there, yeah, he's trying or whatever. But you want to know what? He doesn't control everything. He's not going to make all the decisions. No. And he still answers to people. And, and it's, it, this government is just built on the gears and the wheels of not doing what's best for the people. It's just, no, it's not for the people. By it's, design. It's, it's basically spending on pet projects. Yeah. In my opinion. For all these different... All it is about shuffling the money. Yeah. It's all it is. Shuffling the money. Who gets the money this year? Where are we going to get the money this year for this and that? I got to tell you, when they were passing the bill about, what, a couple weeks ago, a week ago, Rand Paul went on there and he spoke for about an hour. Dude, that was probably the greatest speech I've ever heard about spending money. If you look at it, just look it up, look for it, listen to him. He made so much sense. I mean, these people are spending money. We're spending, well, he said almost $2 million a second. It's insane. And the U.S. government. And I just don't know why it's someone to just say stop. Because they could print more. Stop. Oh, and then they, they tax us. Stop. Stop printing money. We're going to become like California. You know, my business, I got too much debt. I stopped buying. There you go. I stopped spending. I stopped advertising. But they don't look at it that way. It's yeah. crazy. Anyway, this All has right. been KMA Talk Radio <laughs> and uh, the <laughs> governmental version of political chat talk. We'll be back with George Rico. We'll talk about cigars when we come back here on KMA Talk we Radio. Away from, uh, Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Mike Bellady has collaborated with industry legends Don Pepin Garcia, Manuel Quesada, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo to make some of the industry's most highly touted cigars. Through his company, MLB Cigars, Mike brings you four incredible and unique blends. Imperia, Imperia Islero, Imperia Aventador, and the David P. Ehrlich Tremont. MLB Cigars are made with the best minds in the industry at world-renowned factories using the finest tobacco. Visit us at MLB Cigar Ventures and follow us on social media. Imperia and David P. Ehrlich Cigars. Developed by legends, smoked by connoisseurs. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Syndicato Cigars. When Dominican passion, artistry, and skill combine with 114 years of family legacy, you don't just have a cigar. You have the cigar. Whether you love the mild, flavorful La Aurora 1987 Connecticut, the spicy 1962 Corojo, or the always smooth, sweet La Aurora 1903 Cameroon, you aren't just enjoying a part of history. You're lighting your own legacy, flavor, value, family. Be a part of something. Look to the lion. 
Smoke La Aurora. We are Dominican defined. Congratulations, champ, on winning your exhibition fight. What are you going to do to celebrate? I'm going to smoke one of these amazing Leaf by Oscar cigars. You mean Leaf by Oscar? That's what I said, Leaf by Oscar. It's called Leaf by Oscar, and yes, they are amazing cigars. See, now you're making me mad. I just want to enjoy my Leaf by Oscar cigar, but you're making fun of me. It's called Leaf by Oscar. That's two knockouts. Now I get to smoke two Leaf by Oscar cigars. That's Leaf by Oscar. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the Decade. Try it. To affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation. We know accidents happen. They happen every day. The good thing about insurance is it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I want to do is make sure the person is okay, the, per- the person's taken care of. Insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings. And that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. This is George Rico, and pimping ain't easy. I am not pitbull. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a while We caliente. This is KMA Talk Radio. We are here in... Uh, Have you put on dark glasses and tried to go places, pitbull? Have you tried there? to get into a club before? In, on, don't lie. In, in Denver. Really? Yeah. Well, in Denver, they probably bought it. For about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a strip club. <laughs> it did work out for 20 minutes. <laughs> the whole thing is I spoke. I spoke. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything. I wasn't supposed to All say All you're anything. supposed to do is just go, come with two uno, big dos, guys. Tres, cuatro. Yeah, you should come with two big guys and just let them do the talking. Juani from Gurkha told me. You know, we That's doing, funny. We were doing the whole thing. That seems like a wani. Uh, yeah, yeah, that seems like yeah. a one plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am Adam K. The Brewmeister with me, of course, Honest Abe, and we yeah, are here talking with George Rico of Granabano Cigars. George, thanks for being here. It's been a pleasure. Uh, in our previous segment, we were talking about FDA regulations, the government chaos, and all the wonderful things there. But what have you been doing now? I mean, we're talking about how you're rebranding, you're repackaging everything. Yeah, want to deal with the FDA. But what have you you've been doing to create 
product? What, do, what have you had that's been? Well, we have actually people, a lot of people don't know, but we are going to introduce our 20th anniversary cigar, Corojo number no. 520. This is actually the 20th year of Granabano being Is it really 20? 20, 1998. So, not to be, I'm not trying to be yeah. smart here. I'm trying to be sincere now. The company's Grand Habano now, or is it still yeah. the... Yeah, no, the company's Grand Habano. You guys Habano. have had, like, you know, well, you, you, no, different names, we, mergers, we to... splits, guards. <laughs> I've kind of, you know, it, it's kind of a colorful, like, you know, it's a nice storyline of progression. It's a nice storyline. No, you know, the only thing was, um, I actually, my father and myself split about uh, 10 years ago. Okay. And then we came back together, and we worked together, but and you then... A, you had a name that was something else. I forgot. Well, mine's was Gar. No, my when initials. you guys got back, you had a whole name for, like, well, everything. Well, the, the distribution was Santa Clara Cigars, but we... Uh, Santa Cruz Tobacco, I'm sorry. And right. And then we switched it over to just Grand Abano, so it's our DBA, so that way... Because a lot of people recognize just Grand Abano, so the company just became Grand Abano. So, so now, we're just one company. Now, are you and your father together? Yeah, we work together. All right, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Grand Habano cigars. 10 years, it's Grand Habano cigars. Right. Go out there and buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, okay, so the tw- you're coming out with the 20th Corojo number no. 5. Yeah. How is this a difference from the original Corojo number no. 5? Well, this five? is a project that I started about eight years ago, and it's uh, tobacco that we've been aging for about eight years. Uh, a little bit longer than that. We have a product that's called the uh, Reserva. Mm-hmm. So we've, we have our Grand Habano Reserva number uh, 2010, 2011. Those are actually cigars that were made in that year using tobaccos that were eight years prior to that. So this is a continuation of that. It's just our 20th anniversary, and it's uh, I think it's a wonderful cigar. That's going to, you know, a lot of flavor, complexity. Is this going to be regular production? or um, It's going to be a regular production, um, but the thing is, is that it's our 20th anniversary, and we're going to do that probably from this year till probably a couple of years, and then okay. we're, we're going to move forward with the other projects that we have. We introduced the, the Black Dahlia last year. The year before that, we did La Conquista. So those products, uh, the way we're looking at them is we want to grow those products. And, uh, you know, if we keep introducing new items, it takes away from the. We have a core line, which are Connecticut, our Habano, and our Corojo number no. five. But we want to be able to, um, you know, just essentially introduce just a very few amount of cigars. Okay. Well, that's a great thing. I'm just glad to see that, you know, you're moving forward. I mean, yeah. what do you think for, you know, for the, you know, we're already in 2018. Yeah. You're probably thinking about the trade show coming up. Yeah. yeah, this is for the trade show. Okay, so that's the big thing you're going to have yeah. for the show. Yeah. So it'll be. Now with the with the FDA regulations, I mean, look, I have about 20 to 32 different blends that we have grandfathered, mm-hmm. that we're going through the grandfather process. So we have a lot of different blends, a lot of different projects that are going to come out. But right now I'm going through the process of just reintroducing what we've been doing for quite some time, uh, giving focus to our core line, and then as all this clears out, then we'll be able to bring in new blends that are grandfather with new projects. And, and of course, this is like all, like, everybody's kind of just figuring this how it's going to work. Yeah. yeah. Nobody really well, knows. You know, I'm, I'm going through what the law says right now, and then based on that, we're just going to work on it. But the problem is with the law is everybody seems to have a slightly different interpretation. Well, I, I guess it all depends on how you look at yeah. it, you know, depending on your attorney. But depending, on your attorney, <laughs> depending on what your attorney charges per hour, you get a Correct, different interpretation. But, but the law is the law, and I think it's pretty straightforward what they want to do and what they want to institute right now. Now, is that going to change later on? Yeah, it might change. We don't know. We're still waiting for this whole thing with the packaging to, to be resolved. We don't know where that's going to be. So um, it might change from here to the end of the year. It might not. But we have to go through the process of working with what's on the paper now. Right. right now. So. Unfortunately, it, and it's costly, so it stinks. You ever get nervous? 
Very much. Really? Very much. Everybody I talk to kind of has a different opinion. Some guys not nervous. Some guys are overly confident. Some guys are nervous like you. Well, I'm, I'm nervous because it's, it's very competitive. And um, there's a lot of different projects, and there's a lot of people out there that are really don't understand what's going on. Um, you know, having so many products that are grandfather, I think I'm going to be fine. It's just fighting our way. And there's a lot of people, like I like to say, there's a lot of people fighting for the same wave. If the cigar industry just, like, ended tomorrow, they made it illegal, all shops shut down, what would George Rico be doing? Um, you know, I got to tell you, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I've been doing this since you I was You haven't thought about it at all? I thought about it at times. I maybe opened up a restaurant. I don't know. I, I are, just, you, are you a foodie? I'm a foodie. I'm a huge foodie. And, you, can and you I, cook? I could cook, but at the same time, can I think I could well? do, I could cook well. Really? Yeah, I could cook well. All right. He says I'll that very confidently. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Rocky, very good at Rocky working. claims to be a good cook. You know, I heard his, that he cooks pretty good. I heard I'm, he's I'm, fantastic. I'm yeah. not sure. I've never tasted we his should, food. I think we should make a cook-off. Let's do it. A KMA cook-off. Let's do it. I like this. That would be awesome. Well, we got to pick like five ingredients or something like that, and we could only yeah, it'd be like the that. Iron Chef. Like yeah, the Iron Chef. Yeah, I'm down iron, for that. I think we can. Iron Chef. Listen, I got this. this. We're gonna get. We're gonna find a couple other guys. Try to get four who claim they can cook. So George, Rocky, and we'll do you. a live remote from Boynton where they come with. We'll have the, all the equipment. Yeah, you could only do burgers. I always see you're only doing burgers. Right? Oh no, boy, we'll give you equipment. Ouch. Get out of here. <laughs> Me burgers. <laughs> That's hey, listen, all he does, right? Listen. I mean, I, that's not that's not be, food. Oh, it's a, it's a food, but oh, I mean, it's not it's not cuisine. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, well, I guess you just. I'm ne- just messing with you. I just guess you're just never going to have one of those burgers. That's oh. all. I've seen them; they look good. They are the amazing. ones with the cheese and uh, yeah. cheese, cheese. Get out of here, dude! It's more than that. <laughs> it's a homemade patty. He's getting so upset. <laughs> you did, don't. No, I know, I know, I know. He likes doing burgers. That's why. Oh, no one should ever thing. offend the man about his burgers, burgers and ribs. <laughs> Ribs, ribs. Five and a half hours takes four and a half. I want to try doing this thing that someone told me. It's like a rib sandwich, and then it's so called he, the McRib. It comes no, out. No, 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 no. I love some it. Guy, some guy does it. Uh, he was telling me the recipe, and what he was saying was that he puts it in a broiler, wrapped in aluminum foil with the with with the um, with the seasoning, and then he cooks it. He cooked it for like forty five minutes, and then he takes the bone out, and then he throws it on the grill. I want yeah, to try that. I've never do that. done that. Yeah, it's a pulled rib sandwich. No, you don't take it apart. You, you just push the rib. Yeah, out. when you when the when you when I've go, never done it, so I've never seen you, when, it. So I don't when know. When I cook ribs, I have to be careful because I lose a couple because they get so mine are so um, tender, the bones are just slipping out. You boil it? Uh, no, I'm just going to boil ribs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sin to boil a rib. Hell yeah, it takes the skill out of it. That's very much true. Skill yes. and passion. So yes. once again, this has been the KMA Food Channel episode. We hope you've enjoyed our recipes. You get today. a little bit of everything in KMA. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's a very why we are a lifestyle show. That will be click. fun. That will be fun. We are very. I'm going to do this. I love this cook-off thing. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, done. We've been telling. We've been saying for years we're going to get Rocky to cook for us. No, no, I like the cook-off Apple-only. thing. I like the cookout thing. We'll get. We'll have. We'll have Chef Richard bring rent some equipment from Culinary Flair. We'll bring it all in there. Yeah. They all get to use it, and the crowd will decide. We'll give them little ballots so that nobody gets embarrassed. Okay. And the crowd will decide, and we'll crown a winner of the cigar chef. Yes. Of I the like world. This. Yeah, yeah and I'll and I'll go through the archives to find out who else told us in interviews that they can cook. I know Rocky and him for sure. I mean, listen, well, you, can, you can always count Eric Espinosa. He does everything great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. Anyway, the scoop with Coop. When we come back, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory.
Do you love delicious beer? Do you love delicious cigars? Well, we have the perfect cigar for you. The Quesada Keg, a savory Nicaraguan cigar draped in a beautiful Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper and packed in wooden barrels. The Quesada Keg was blended to pair with the traditional Irish stouts we all love to enjoy on St. Patrick's Day. Available in three tasty sizes. The Quesada Keg is available for a limited time only. So grab one today before they sell out. The Quesada Keg, the perfect cigar to pair with beer. The party's always rocking at Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club with drink and dinner specials like the 16-ounce New York Strip and Mashed Potato Dinner, $16.95, 5 till 10 daily. And Magnum Mondays with specials on bottles and $3 premiums till midnight. And Warrior Wednesdays where all vets, current military, and first responders are in free with work ID. All of this greatness while jamming out to DJ Legato and enjoying the finest women in Palm Beach. The Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club, corner of Okeechobee, a military trail, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K., the brewmaster. With me, of course, Honest Dave. Hoy, hoy. And sitting here is George Rico of Gran Habano. Pleasure. Thank you, George. And on the line, from the hills of Charlotte... William Cooper himself. It's time for The Scoop with Coop. Hey, y'all, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Coopaloop, what's happening? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Abe. Good morning, George. Good morning. What is going on this week in the news, Coop? Well, I want to. I heard earlier you guys were talking about uh, Congressman Diaz Bellart's uh, testimony um, he was giving to um, the, the 2019 budget hearings, and that was a budget hearing where uh, OMB, the Office of Management Budget Director uh, Nick Mulvaney, was present. The interesting thing about that story is there wasn't anything really new that came out of that. That we, we do know that the FDA. Has said they're going to be reopening uh, the reevaluation of cigars. The thing I think that was significant about that story was it was kind of an acknowledgement that Mick Mulvaney kind of gets that they need to really do a cost-benefit analysis when they put these regulations in. It kind of was a affirmation that the Congressman Diaz Ballard he understands the regulations of the cigar industry, but there wasn't really any new news out of that. It was just kind of like this acknowledgement. Uh, on the cigar industry that that people kind of sort of say they get it, I guess. Well, I mean, we we were just we spent a good ten minutes talking about it, and there's fifteen different interpretations of what anything is. But as long as someone has, well, I think Cigar Fashionado didn't have nothing good to write about, so he just kind of remade a story and threw it up there. <laughs> probably good, probably a good thing. Yeah. Well, well analyzed, Coop. Well done. So, what else is happening in the news? Yep. Uh, the big news this week: uh, Avo Cigars announced plans for their 30th anniversary, how they're going to commemorate it this week. And there's going to be a lot they have coming out. There's going to be, uh, the, the centerpiece is going to be a new cigar. It's going to be the annual Avo limited edition. It's going to be under the improvisation line. It's called the Avo 30-year improvisation. Uh, that's going to come out around when Avo's birthday was, which was uh, which is in mid-March, uh, March 22nd. So that's, uh, you'll expect to see that. But there's other things that are coming ar- out around that celebration. 
there's going to be a return of the Avo Maduro and the Avo Signature in a very limit in very limited run. So there's going to be like a one-time limited run of both of those cigars. It, it has to be limited. Yeah, because it kind of didn't sell the first time around. <laughs> but these will have these will have the new 30th that they'll have special 30th anniversary bands to commemorate these. So, so it's kind of like the Davidoff white labels that all have secondary bands now too. Yeah, these are going to have secondary bands. Um, I predict this now, to be the year of mass Davidoff confusion. <laughs> they're, they're, they got yep, all yep. these special bands and 50th bands and secondary bands. And what, I, I just ex- I, I expect the consumers just to completely like not have a clue what Davidoff's up to this year. And you know, should be it should be an interesting circus. Wow. Yeah. Also coming back though as part of this are two pretty. Uh, Highly sought after Avos in the limited edition series. They're going to bring back a limited edition run of the Avo LE5 and the Avo 22. Yeah, the, the two most historically like renowned. The 22 was good. Best one, but the LE5s are good too. I think I, I, say, I think I still have one one oh, stick. The original one stick in my humidor. How many runs do they do that? Two. They no, did one. one. One of each. One. Oh, okay. And then Avo went around selling some out of his trunk to like shops <laughs> that like. Were made aftermarket, saying, "Yeah, these are twenty twos." Yeah, did Avo you know. ever give you a cigar out of his mouth? Avo would give you a cigar out of his mouth yeah. all the time. Here, try yeah. this. Smoke this. Yeah, he did that to me once, and I was but like, "No, no, oh. I'm serious." Avo would like have these limited releases, and then go load up like on some secondary runs from the factory in his car and bundles, and just drive around the cigar shops like selling them. Yeah, it's something to do. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else is going on this week, Coop? Um. Also, concurrently, the same day as the AVO announcements came out, uh, General Cigar announced that they are going to be commemorating Macanudo's 50th anniversary. Wow. Um, there were a little, yeah, there were a little less details coming around that. Other there's going to be uh, some promotions around that, and there appears there's going to be a special three cigar collection around Macanudo that's going to come out at Pro Cigar, supposedly, but they haven't disclosed details. But that announcement came out Pro the same day, 50 like years. Yeah, uh, Pro Cigar yeah, next it's, week. It's tomorrow. Listen, yeah. the only thing they could do to impress me is to actually make a Macanudo with Jamaican tobacco in Jamaica. That would be good. That would impress me. I have me. one. Everything else is just I marketing. Have, I have one of those. You want to you wanna celebrate? Cause I'm that not, was good. Not many people good. know this, they but Macanudo was a Jamaican cigar. That's, That's how it started. So yeah. if you want to impress me... Thank you very much. And now you know. So if you want to impress me there, General Cigar Company, you know, think out of the box a little bit. You, you, you should have thought of it like two years ago. Watch. They're all in their marketing room. Oh, we got this idea. How are we going to make this Jamaican by all next they, month? All yeah. All they have to do is buy the dread from uh, Eric. Eric, there you go. <laughs> oh. But, you know, throw a little Blue Mountain coffee bean in the box. Oh, hey. <laughs> but, no, seriously. I mean, if they had thought this like a year or two ago, I would have started harvesting some good Jamaican tobacco and rolled it in a Jamaican When did factory. they put out a... When was it, like, 90s, right? They stopped making... Oh, I don't even know. It was in the 90s. It was before I was in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have one cigar. A Jamaican Macanudo? That's pretty bad. Almost. Almost. I stopped. We're okay. Don't worry about it. No drop necessary. Go ahead, Coop. (laughs) What else we got, Coop? Um, There's a lawsuit in the cigar industry. I saw Uh, this. Manuel Casada is being sued by a company called Caviche & Company, who are the parent, I guess the best way to put it is they're the parent company of Regis Cigars. And what happened is that uh, Casada used to be the distributor of Regis Cigars. And um, 
that ended last year, but this is over uh, unpaid invoices. Now, I'm going to give you guys an interesting thing that happened. I was with Manuel Casada. He was in Charlotte on Wednesday, and he was actually at my cigar shop, and he seemed very distracted. And once I left and kind of went home, that's when I got word this lawsuit was happening. So I think it was literally while he was in the cigar shop, well, he was very dist- obviously he was very distracted. I think is when this news broke. I just didn't know it until after I had left. I just doesn't seem like him or his company not to be paying invoices. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's got to be more to the story than that. It is yeah. It's always two sides to the story. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is just what's being reported here, um, and and you know we'll see what happens with it. It's, it's it's not over a huge amount of money, which is kind of weird. I mean. I mean, I'm not saying fifty thousand dollars is not a lot of money, but no, it's not. In the scheme of things, it's, it's not. Bills, yeah, it's called bills of tobacco. But I mean, I think it could be a principal issue. I think maybe there's an argument on whether or not they believe they owe that money or not. Because I mean, what was his name? The guy who uh, runs Akil. It? Yeah, I mean, that guy could barely formulate a whole sentence when you're talking to him. How do you get a lawsuit out? No, seriously, I, <laughs> he, came, he came out and talked to me during the trade show, and I literally went up to Terrence Ryan. I said, "You should do yourself a favor." put this guy in a closet somewhere and never let him talk to anybody. <laughs> wow. Dude, you couldn't follow his, his whole his train of thought. It was like, it was like a, I thought I was talking to like eight different personalities talking about eight different subjects in one like conversation. It was rough. Wow. Yeah. All right. So what's happening on the co- cigar coop.com? This Am week, I just coop? being mean today, Paul? Paul's like, Paul's like looking at me like, I'm waiting I, to get text messages. A, yes. Am I just being extra mean? <laughs> George, little... George likes it. George, as long as George is happy, I'm going to stay George, I'll that. forward those text messages to you. <laughs> no and, comment. Uh... <laughs> yeah. big, big week, actually, on Coop. Uh, a lot of reviews coming out this week. Uh, Steve Zaka's Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust Nakatamali is going to be reviewed. The new Monte Cristo Craft uh, is going to be reviewed, as well as a Davidoff Calabra. So quite a bit this week. All right. Sounds good. Make sure you check out cool cigar-coop.com for all the latest news and information. Coop, we will talk to you next week. Sounds good, my friends. Take care. All right. Thanks, my brother. William Cooper, the cigar- make sure you check out Cigar Coop. It is all the best stuff you can get it's in It's weird industry. not having him around now. <laughs> He's been around so much in person. I'm like, where, where is he? Well, I told Brian to make us a little, feel a little better. Like, during our live broadcast on Facebook, yeah. there's going to be a little icon of him in the corner. Oh, can I pick so a least, picture? Yeah. Well, I used the one from the event last week. He looked oh, great. Yeah, he, he was all in KMA gear. Yeah. We'll put, you know. I was going to use the one of him on the donkey. Know, f- we'll call it field, field correspondent. You know? <laughs> I miss uh, him. All right. Uh, George, you got any big plans for uh, come, big events or anything coming up in the near future? I'm going to be in uh, for, was Dallas this week. So if you want to come out and see Dallas? me in Dallas, yeah, I'm going to be working the area, and then I'll be in New York. The they must, they must that, be so. putting something in the water in Texas. Why? We, I'm not even exaggerating. I had five or six different people from Texas who flew all the way down for our event last week and left their ticket in Texas. Really? That's where I got No, I'm not exaggerating. When I got to the third guy, I'm like, where are you from Texas? I'm like, what are they putting in the water in Texas? What is the matter with you people? A lot of land. <laughs> where in Texas? I don't know. Fort Worth, five, I feel. No, five just... different cities. But literally, oh, really? Five guys left their tickets and flew down here. And now we're saying, oh, I don't have a ticket. Uh, you know? To get in? Yeah. Oh. I mean, a ticket's like cash. You don't lose a ticket to the Super Bowl and show up like, I had a ticket, but I lost it. Can I get in? <laughs> They're Texans. You know. Actually, I can't remember his name, but only one guy was, like, the coolest. I, I literally, so we're what not, did you do? We're not mailing tickets. We're not mailing tickets next year. It's going to be Will Call yeah. because literally Will for call. 48 yeah. hours is all I dealt with. But the one guy from Texas, he had a long braided beard like Donald's belly button. Super cool. Out of, like, the 50 people I've talked to, he was the only one who said to me, he said, look. 
All I want to do is pay for a ticket right now. Wow. That's and then great. I'll mail you the ticket when I get home from Texas, and then you can refund my money. Yeah. So he didn't expect me to trust him. Right. You know? He didn't expect me to trust him. He understood. He just wanted to know that if he buys a ticket now and he mails me the other one, I said, you know what? Frame that other ticket, man. Don't worry about it. Give this, give this guy a ticket. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Because he was the only guy who was that straight up. I saw him, too, with the yeah. braided beard. Yeah. He was the only guy that was that straight up and that honest about What the about yeah. the other four guys? Everybody came up to you with some cockamamie story, this and Jose that, Rush, and this and that. It was, it. Yeah, it's all right. We're, not, we're different, whole different setup next year. Got it. Yeah, right. Will Call is the best way to go. Oh, right. yeah. Absolutely. Ten people at Will Call to get in line from A to D. That's it. Absolutely. George, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. You guys stick around for some me. whiskey? Um, yeah. All right, good. Have a seat. We're going to have some right, whiskey. There you go. Clyde Mays and Elsie uh, May, grandson of Clyde Mays, when we come back. Keep it lit. In a date with Adam K., the brewmeister. This is George Rico. I would actually like to go see Adam in a dress and go out with him. <laughs> You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. Make your next bold journey an epic one. When it comes to cigars, only one brand delivers intense, unforgettable experiences, Camacho. In continuing this fearless tradition, Camacho brings you the newest addition to its arsenal of badass, the new Camacho BXP. Intense, box-pressed, and crafted with rugged American broadleaf fillers from Pennsylvania. Available in Connecticut, Corojo, and Ecuador. Outfit your next bold journey with the new Camacho BXP. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Palapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Lights, camera, 
action. Real Clips Barbershop brings you all that is good about old school barbershops in a new cinematic themed environment. Whether you need a traditional cut, fade, blowout, or even a straight razor hot towel shave, our master barbers will get you right. All while enjoying iconic scenes from some of your favorite movies. Right from our video screens built into the mirrors. Visit RealClipsBarbershop.com. That's real, R-E-E-L, ClipsBarbershop.com for a location near you or to make an appointment. After one visit, we know you'll be back. Monte Cristo has set the standard once again, turning back the hands of time by utilizing a long-forgotten, unique aging process that harmonizes the flavors of the wrapper binder and filler with the use of small pilones. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured is an exquisite cigar you must try now. Available nationally for the first time, Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured features a 2006 Nicaraguan Rosado Oscuro wrapper that is both beautiful and distinctive. This cigar is a masterpiece no one should miss. Make sure you get one today at your local tobacconist. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We are here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, is America's host with the most, Honest Abe. I mean a bagel, sorry. It happens. You, just, you love a good bagel. And, well, you, you need to get a base going because we now have a very special guest. We are now joined by our old friend Richard Lewis. Richard, welcome back. Thank always you. A, always a pleasure. an empty stomach. You can't. And Elsie uh, May, grandson of Clyde Mays. Elsie, welcome to KMA Talk Radio. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So you are the son of a grandson of a moonshiner. That's right. How does what is that? How does that make you feel when you can say that? I mean, I can't say that. All my was relatives it, were farmers. Was it cool in school growing up? Well, I'm the grandson and son of a moonshiner. My dad did there it, you too. Go. <laughs> I, was, I was around it most of my life. Uh, in fact, uh, my dad did it for a very long time, and I got to see it firsthand myself. Did, so. he, did he have the hidden still underneath the cape of tr- in the ca- tree canopy? I mean, you, if you don't hide it, you're going to get caught, and you're going to get arrested. So you have to, you know, if you get busted, you have to, you know, or if your still gets busted, I mean, mm-hmm. not you specifically, you have to move to the next spot and just find a new location. But to answer your question about school, it did not make me cooler because you knew better than to talk about it at school because that's how you get caught. You know, you keep your mouth shut. So. But, like, weren't you, like, the coolest kid because you always had a bottle, like, for the parties and stuff? Uh, I, I don't Come support on. underage drinking. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, he's he's good. He's good. Well-trained. Well-trained. Yeah, giveaway. Uh, wow. So, I mean, so, just, just curious, like, like, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Lawless, the movie. Yes. Did you guys know the Bondurant family? Or no. Was so, that anywhere near you guys? Or So, the, I actually, now, that movie's a little intense in regards to how Moonshining's portrayed, which that was very accurate because that was during Prohibition. Right. When my grandfather. It was based in the book, The Whitest County Exactly, ever, yeah. yes. Um, and that movie's, you know, very accurate and everything to that time and what was going on during Prohibition. But when my grandfather made it, it was post-Prohibition. Got so it. he was just doing it illegally. So people had this perception of moonshiners. They either look at them one of two ways. They either see them as like the Al Capone shoot up the car right. kind of deal or they see them as the, you know, backwoods of West Virginia overalls kind of thing. But, you know, where I grew up and where moonshine is still being made today – uh, that's not the kind of perception I ever saw. You know, these are just hardworking people. They work all day. They have a day job, and then they just make moonshine as a means to provide a, uh, to provide a better life for their family. And that's what my grandfather was doing. So. Wow. So did your father follow your grandfather's recipes, or did he try to experiment or change anything at all? When, no. When he was- 
So my dad, when my grandfather, full, for the first of all, my dad was the youngest of the eight children. My grandfather had eight children. 21 years separate the oldest and the youngest. Wow. So actually my dad had a really close one-on-one relationship with my grandfather because by the time he got old enough to start helping my grandfather, the other sons and other children had already moved out of the house and had their own families and were starting their own lives. So my dad... He was, you know, he was my grandfather's right-hand man for many years. And then when my grandfather died, my dad for many years continued on that same tradition of making a high-quality moonshine. And people knew if they wanted Clyde May's moonshine like he made it, they needed to call Billy May. And, And that's what he did for a long time. He doesn't do it anymore. That's why I can talk about it now. But he's, you know... It would be an absolute insult to my grandfather if my dad didn't do it exactly like he did it and everything my dad learned and how to do it. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't pick up a few tricks of the trade on his own just from his own personal experiences of doing it by himself. He didn't have his dad to help him during those times, but he certainly, all the knowledge he carries with him came from my grandfather, Clyde May. Now, when I hear moonshine, I, I typically imagine a clear liquid. That's correct. So, I mean, is any of this considered like the moonshine that your grandfather so, made? So, what this recipe comes from? So, a majority of what my grandfather sold was moonshine. It was clear white lightning, or as it's called in the whiskey bourbon world, white dog. You know, it's clear. We, obviously, what gives it this brown color is when you age it in a barrel and for a certain amount of years. Well, my grandfather was doing many things to kind of step aside from all his competitors and one of the things he did was he was aging some of his moonshine in barrels and that's where all this comes from it's that's inspiration the recipe we use is from his aged moonshine not from his clear moonshine uh, if that makes any yeah, sense yeah, yeah. so he was aging moonshine in uh, charred oak barrels just like you know they do in kentucky and all over the united states today he didn't have the luxury of doing 20 barrels at a time or doing it for 15 years or something. Right. He, it was one barrel at a wow. time, and if he was lucky, he could maybe do it for a year. If I mean, if he was lucky, because you have to hide that stuff. If you right. get caught, you're busted. So It's just a decorative barrel in the corner. Pay right. no attention well, to he, it. He, he it's, did, a ki- it's a kitchen table. We throw a cloth <laughs> over it. There you go. He, he did many things to hide it. One of the things I hear a lot from my uncles and my father and stuff is that he actually used to hide his barrel under like this mountain of sawdust that was kind of like in his barn or shop or whatever you want to call it because he was actually in his earlier life was in the timber industry he was a logger and that's actually what my dad does today he's in the timber industry and so you know a federal agent who may or may not step into his barn they're not going to think twice about this mountain of sawdust that's in the corner they're like other you know he's in the timber industry, so just open the barn door slowly so it doesn't blow it all away. There you <laughs> go. There you go. So wait, so your dad's in the timber industry now? He is. So he's not in the. Well, he was never ju- like I said. He was never just a moonshiner. My just oh, just like my right. da- just like my grandfather. My my dad gets up every and he was doing this when he was a moonshiner, but he's not a moonshiner anymore. But my dad and my grandfather, they were getting up at five o'clock in the morning and they would work all day until late at night. I mean, my dad wakes up at four thirty and I see him at six thirty in the evening. I mean, he works all day and he's a. Uh, I mean, just a 
tireless workers, and that's what that he got that from my grandfather. Absolutely, that is really great. Uh, we are here with Elsie May uh, from Clyde May's Whiskey, and we have to take a short break. When we come back, well, we're going to taste some whiskey. You know why? Because it's delicious. More great things coming right here on KMA Talk Radio. The, don't forget the Insane Asylum will be here at the end of the show. It's another wacky one. Till we come back, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Nesta Miranda has always believed it's not just cigars, it's a lifestyle. And the Nesta Miranda collection is handmade at My Father Cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua for your lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you're smooth like the Connecticut, mellow as a Habano, bold like the Maduro, or spicy like the all-new Corojo. The Nestor Miranda collection is blended with your lifestyle in mind. Four sizes, four blends, one life. Celebrate your lifestyle with the cigars of the Nestor Miranda collection today. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. A brand more than 100 years in the making, Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern-day Nicaraguan puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com. 
Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K., the brewmeister. With me, America's Bagel King, honest Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, I am. And we are here with Richard Lewis and Elsie May from Clyde May's Whiskey. And uh, we were talking about the history of Clyde Mays before we went to the break. L.C., the grandson of Clyde Mays himself, the son of a moonshiner, grandson of a moonshiner. L.C., thanks for being here. Uh, thank you, guys. It's it's a lot of fun to hop on and talk about my grandfather anytime, and it's a pleasure to do it. So what we have in front of us here is the Clyde Mays Straight Bourbon Whiskey, the Alabama-style whiskey, the 110 and the nine-year. So which is your personal favorite? I get that question all the time, and really each one serves its own purpose. It really depends on your palate and what you like and everything like that, and they can all do many different things. But I personally, I'm a little bit biased towards the original Alabama-style whiskey because when this company got started um, years ago, that was that was it. That was the one we had. They, we didn't have these other products. They were still aging, and we had not yet expanded our portfolio. So that's the one that kind of got all this started and got it kicked off. So I'm a bit biased towards the original Alabama-style 80 proof, 85-proof whiskey. Adam's pouring, pouring growlers over here. Yeah. Uh, come on now. This is what you do. Well, you you got to pour extra because uh, Abe, your wife, is telling us that she wants you to bring some home for her. She tried oh. it. She tried it at the Great Smoke, and she uh, she loves it. She said. There you go. Oh, I will tell you. I've uh, gone through a few how, bottles of this myself. How are you talking to my wife, by the way? This got weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I see, need to have communication. I see she's with, watching the show, but I, she hasn't posted that she wants. Where did you get this information from? What is? Would it be weird if she texted me? No, just start paying some of the bills. <laughs> <laughs> I care less. No, she posted it. She I, posted it. I'm all. I'm all for that, man. <laughs> just send the check to my home or even my business. We're good. She texts my wife, and then my wife texts me. Is that BFFs. what it is? Is that the correct? No, one? she she posted on Facebook. On oh, Facebook I didn't Live. See it. I didn't so see here. It. So uh, hey, cheers, Elsie. Cheers. Salud. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Aren't you glad you stuck around? <laughs> George is George is sitting in the corner there. George oh, yeah. Rico's still George with us. George heard whiskey and he was like, "Oh, absolutely, got to stick around for that." Oh, every time it's just it's so clean and refreshing, and it doesn't have any of that whiskey burn you get from a lot of these high proof bourbons. It's just a very clean now. I know Richard mentioned last time he was here about the distillery, and yes. you guys have gotten the distillery project going. 
when is the distillery going to open and when can we start seeing product coming through? There's still, you know, there's still a lot of um, every day-to-day things that are being worked out. It's uh, We can't exactly pinpoint an exact date of when the doors will open, but mm-hmm. here in the next couple months we will break ground, and then from there it just depends because, I mean, a lot of people don't realize what all has to go into this. You have to get your certain licenses, and then, I mean, it takes several months just to build the still alone that makes the product. Yep. So. However, once it is built and once it is finished, you know, our youngest product will be five years old, or our youngest product is five years old, I mean. So almost immediately we will begin bottling in Troy, Alabama, so we'll be able to say bottled in Alabama. And then soon after that, some of the barrels we have, we can say, you know, they were aged or finished aging in Alabama, so it'll be aged and bottled in Alabama. And then after you know the distillery's up and running and making its own product after about the five-year point you'll start seeing some product that was made aged and bottled in alabama i'm just curious what defines or what makes it an alabama whiskey so what makes it an alabama style whiskey is what my grandfather used to do so when he aged his moonshine in those oak barrels i was mentioning earlier he would add oven-dried apple slices to the barrel at the very end of the aging process. That's the sweetness I'm tasting. In yeah, there. it's, you know, oh, uh, sweetness is a word I don't really like to it's use. It's not sweet. It, You're it, right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not it's, sugary sweet. It's, uh, w- it's more soft and delicate and approachable is the way I, is the way I view it. But it's, he did that. He added those oven-dried apple slices not for flavor but for finish. He did it to make it smoother. That's why... Our products across the board, including the bourbon, that even even though the bourbon doesn't have the hint of um, Alabama style, um, even uh, though it doesn't, all of our products, the high proofs, everything, they're all very smooth. You know, we pride ourselves on quality and smoothness because anything short of that would just be an insult to my grandfather. So we make sure we meet those standards. Absolutely. Now, you guys came out with the nine year. Yes. Last year. Yes. And when Richard was here last time, he was telling us that the ten year is already in the barrel. Just waiting. So when are we going to see the 10-year rolling out? The the 10-year is actually in the state of Florida right now. I mean, it it hasn't hit shelves yet, but it's in the state of Florida. You're holding out on me, Richard? Nope. (laughs) Richard Richard is our Florida state manager, so he can speak more to, you know, more exact dates of maybe when it'll start getting shipped out from the warehouse and everything like that. Can I give directions to the warehouse after this is over? We just want to visit. (laughs) I just want to stop by, maybe just, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I could stop by. It is in Florida right now. It will be available in the next week or two oh. in a few stores out there. Total Wine, ABC. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a 10-year-old and is a little bit different. It's 114 proof. Ooh. Same same price as last year's retail, $99.99. I, I have a question. Yes, sir. Obviously, I, I get the understanding of like the whiskeys and the wines where the age... Um, just pull out some increase the value of the product. Uh, make it a little, I got to drive four kids yeah. home. <laughs> it increases the value, <laughs> right? He's pouring me like growlers. It's still too much. Um, I, I just want to taste it. We got a couple more. Oh yeah, I, I get it where it increases the value. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. curious what exactly happens to the whiskey over time, flavor wise, or what's the expectations on what you hope it produces? In and out of the so barrel. W- what you get. Where the flavor comes from, you know, when you are drinking a bourbon and you smell that bourbon and you get hints of, let's just say, vanilla or something like that, 
that doesn't mean vanilla was added. In fact, that is quite the opposite. For it to be called bourbon, you can only add grain, wood, and water for That's it to it. continue. That's it. So wow. where that flavor comes from is the charred oak barrel. So inside the barrel, you char it and... When you char oak, it crystallizes, and that crystallization is sugar, and that's where those flavors are coming from. It's natural flavors coming from the oak wood barrel, and then over time, winter, summer, the uh, barrel expands and comes back, and that's what allows it to really get its flavors going. And there's different chars. There's chars one, two, three, and four. Now, when so, you say char, you're actually burning it. Yes, you're actually, right. and, there, and there's different ways to char it. You know, they actually have like a torch. That they they toast are, them. Mm-hmm. But the and, Cooper Smith does that, right? You, do you, or yeah, do you guys do it? I mean, the Cooperage normally, do, I mean, it really just depends on the operation, how okay. big of an operation you have. I know there's distilleries that have their own barrels that do their own thing, and then there's you know, normally, though, the cooperage will do that themselves. Okay. But, but uh, that's where the flavor comes from. And like I said, there's different the highest char you can have is what's called a char four, and that's what's also known as the alligator char because you char it so much the inside of the barrel looks like alligator skin. Wow. And then you have a char one, which is the lowest. We actually use a char four because it's bringing out more of that natural flavor, which naturally makes it a smoother and cleaner product. So the longer time it sits in the barrel, the more those flavors incorporate into the yeah, whiskey. And, and it, it literally goes into the wood brings out the flavor and go, with the heat and the cold depending right. on the season it goes in and out of the wood and that is where a lot of the flavor comes from and the crazy thing is too a lot of times because if you look at these barrel warehouses where you stack the barrel and where it is and how high up it is the altitude of where the barrel is actually also affects how the whiskey ages as well really one Good point adam one floor can make a difference really when it, one floor can make a difference in how it tastes and everything and you, you know they have to rotate the barrels and wow. how often you rotate them can make a difference i mean it's it really is a science that's why these master distillers that make this product it's more than just you know throwing some liquor in a barrel and letting it sit there for 10 years yep. or however long. There is a science behind this to make this product taste how it tastes. Well, what are we drinking now? This is the nine-year. Nine this year. is the nine-year that came out last fall, uh, er, uh, July, right? Um, actually, May. May? Ooh. Yeah. A little more heat than the um, Well, 117 Alabama. proof Ooh. there. Alabama! Well, yeah, I just lost some hair in my chest. Yeah. <laughs> and you just grew some somewhere else. Ooh. 117 proof, but oh, it is that's, so That's good. the gift I gave to the dads at my wedding. So my father-in-law, my stepfather-in-law, and my dad, to thank them for all their help during the wedding, we, we gave them the nine-year. Mm. And uh, they love it. Oh, I need to sober up already. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, it's a higher proof because it's bottled at cask strength. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, that essentially means it's not cut with water to lower the proof or anything. That's why cask strengths are normally, or barrel strengths, either word, doesn't but, matter. But people like that burn. Oh, absolutely. They love that fire. That's, that's now, what, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm just saying, coming from an expert now, Rocks or, or, or neat? You know, for me, it depends on the type of whiskey. Really? For That's what it is. Now, if I'm going to suggest it to someone, always try it neat first. Always. So you, but you taste it. Yeah, exactly. But depending on what type it is, I normally uh, I actually like not rocks like several ice cubes, but I prefer the big rock. Right, you know, right. They make the right, big right. rock. The ice balls. Because the... Uh, 
it melts a lot slower, right. and a lot of times that slow melting of the ice, that little bit of water will allow even more flavors to open up as you're drinking. That's why I heard that a little bit of the ice or the water will open up a whiskey. Right. So a single drop of distilled water into your whiskey. Oh, sorry. Yep. Just With a dropper. A single drop. Really? Boom. <laughs> but that's really more of a... Um, drinker's preference because right. you can't go wrong either way neat or on the rocks now you have to be careful though because if you put too many rocks and it's going to melt really fast and then it's just going to be a watered down what a mess nobody but, wants a diluted whiskey exactly well and, and that's part of you know a lot of people they see and i'm not just talking about our whiskey i'm talking about from the uh you know from the industry as a whole you know people see these older whiskeys and they're like why do older whiskeys cost more and it's the longer it's in the barrel the more that evaporates which is known as wow. the angel share because yes. the evaporations going to the angels or right. whatever for them but so they actually they actually made a cigar called angel share yeah based yeah. on that you is, know and is and, that why the the nine year when it goes to ten year is a lower proof that can affect so the, it just really depends on the barrel the barrel and how it's aged and everything like that but this year's is a lower proof because it was in there a year longer and just how it was aged the proof went down a touch but it's still going to be a cask strength whiskey so it's not going to be cut with water or anything like that but what I'm excited about is it's going to stay the same price point as the nine-year-old so you know we're not go even though it's a year older and when we pulled it out of the barrel I mean, I don't know how much is evaporated across a year. I mean, you can tell a bigger difference between five and ten years, oh, obviously, yeah. but from right. nine to ten, I don't know what the difference might be. But still, it was more of a reward for you know to our consumers, like because we started out at an eight-year-old, and that was kind of the introduction of like here's our cast strength, and then we did a nine, and now this is our third year doing it, and it's become a lot more well-established, and everybody's starting to hear about it and seek it out. So, that's, you know, the, keeping the price point the same, in my opinion, was like, hey, tip of the hat to you guys for coming back and enjoying our whiskey. Sure. Absolutely. We're going to have more with the Clyde Mays Whiskey when we come back and see who belongs to the Cigar and Saint Asylum. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. For more information, visit EspinozaCigars.com. A brand more than 100 years in the making, Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern-day Nicaraguan puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com. 
Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Palapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. Mike Bellady has collaborated with industry legends Don Pepin Garcia, Manuel Quesada, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo to make some of the industry's most highly touted cigars. Through his company, MLB Cigars, Mike brings you four incredible and unique blends. Imperia, Imperia Islero, Imperia Aventador, and the David B. Ehrlich Tremont. MLB Cigars are made with the best minds in the industry at world-renowned factories using the finest tobacco. Visit us at MLB Cigar Ventures and follow us on social media. Imperia and David P. Ehrlich Cigars. Developed by legends, smoked by connoisseurs. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? It's your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. What do you mean? Wow, tough crowd. Here, try this recluse cigar. You're going to need all the help you can get. Don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Recluse. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. I think you should stick with that recluse cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game. And I know a little something about games. Boom. Ooh, that's cold. Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation. We know accidents happen. They happen every day. The good thing about insurance is it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I want to do is make sure the person is okay, the, per- the person's taken care of. The insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings. And that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. It's amazing how fast two hours flies by when you're having fun. With me, of course, Honest Abe. And why do people keep trying to call me? Don't they know I'm on the radio? No. They never do. They really don't. And we are here with Elsie May, grandson of Clyde Mays, and Richard Lewis from Clyde Mays Whiskey. So what does Elsie stand for? Lewis Clyde May. Uh, my grandfather Lewis. was Lewis Clyde May. I'm Lewis Clyde May. Oh, uh, there we go. Oh, that would have been information that I 
should have given you. I didn't know that, actually. Well, I mean. Because you don't do your job. <laughs> Stan gave away he, what he, it comes down to, really. He was Lewis Clyde May, and he went by Clyde, his middle name. And then, I don't know what, I mean, when I was younger, they just started calling me LC. So, I just, I like it, it stuck. But Did Daddy Billy have a middle name? Uh, my dad's name is actually William Henry May, and he goes William by Billy. Billy, so. Billy Henry May. Yeah. W-H-M. W-H-M. That works. So uh, we briefly were kind of mentioning before we came on, like, obviously the 10 years coming out in the next week or so, and, well, obviously George has been And and I want to mention, I don't mean to interrupt you, I'm sorry. Uh, We talked about the 10-year-old Alabama Mm -hmm. style that's coming out. That's already in the warehouses, as Richard mentioned. But we also have more new products coming out this year. Funny. That's where I was okay, trying to okay. go. I just this wanted to make sure I mentioned that. No, no, no. That's, that's exact. You, you don't, trust me. You, you're pretty, We're on the same level. You and I are on the same thing. That was my don't, question. Don't insult yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point there. All right. Uh, anyway, so are there plans to expand the lines? Are you guys looking at doing other projects? What do you guys have in the works that's going to put Clyde Mays further on the map and further put the footprint that you guys have built so far? Well, later in the summer, we're going to introduce actually another 10-year-old, but instead of a 10-year-old cask strength Alabama style, which is the one we've been talking about, by mm-hmm. the way, that's the one that's going to be 114 proof. It's going to be a 10... That's the one that's already in the warehouse. It's a 10-year-old Alabama style whiskey that's, uh, that's about to be released in stores, but later this summer, we're going to release a... Oh, the Alabama. <laughs> uh, later, and he, feel free to speak up, Richard. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, you're, don't you're, be shy. They very, can see you here. Very so, unusually quiet. This, a, uh, yeah, interview. Uh, I'm stealing his thunder, but uh, we're, we're, we're we're releasing a ten year old straight bourbon cask strength that does not have the Alabama style. So that'll be released later in the summer. In addition to, we are releasing, which is something that I get asked all the time, and it's people have been very patient for that. I thank you, but we are we are also releasing later this summer a rye whiskey. Ooh. Ooh. Now I've been saying for at least three years now. Rye is going to be the next thing that is taking over and makes a big leap. Right. Because there's been, there was a Scotch Renaissance in the early aughts, mid-90s. Then the Japanese started buying up all the Scotch, and no one could buy any Scotch anymore because it was priced out. Right. So everybody moved to bourbon, and everybody, there was, became a bourbon renaissance. Right. And now everyone's on this bourbon renaissance. And pretty soon, bourbon's going to become harder to find, and uh, quality bourbons that were at a reasonable price, at an everyday price are going to get jacked up because they can only make so much and have to age it this long. Right. So the next thing that's going to happen is rye is going to come up and be the big thing. Well, rye is pretty hot right now. I mean, it's um, I mean, it's maybe not as hot as bourbon. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. statistically what those numbers are. Okay. They're both... Uh, try that one. They're both pretty popular products as mm-hmm. it is. But um, with our rye whiskey, or not just with our rye whiskey, with our whole portfolio, period... You can't rush into these things, and that's what my grandfather was all about. You can't rush the process. You know, it's kind of like with the whiskey, with our distillery. If you're not going to do something right, don't do it at all. Don't bother. And that was my, you know, I'm not going to say that was my grandfather's motto. It's not like he walked around and said it, but mentally that's how he lived his life. So with our rye whiskey, we've had it and we aged it, and we wanted to make sure it was a quality product before we released it to the masses. You know, we're not just going to, okay, rise hot right now. Let's hurry up and nope. get it out there. If it, It's got to meet our standard. It's got to meet our quality. So 
it's going to be released later in the summer, and when it does, I think it's going to be something that everyone is very pleased with, uh, just like the rest of our products. I'm sure they uh, will be. I'm already chomping at the bit. There you go. <laughs> I am too, trust Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So, hey. Salute. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's the 110 I just gave you. So this is the 110. Oh, yeah. It's also Alabama style. I call it the older brother of the 85 proof because it's higher proof, a little bit older. Right. And so now let's see this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the cigar asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. All right, brought to you this week by the fine folks of CLE and Asylum Cigars. And before I hit the insane asylum, I just got to ask, because I've been looking at them all show, what's with the hot pink headphones? <laughs> Ru- Rudy said it's the only ones he could find. Really? And, did you take and he's him, secure in his masculinity. Did you take him from like your eight-year-old daughter this morning <laughs> on your way to work? Just, he, uh, I mean, Rudy's like this, like big football, like guy here, and he's got these bright pink headphones on. All right, this week's insane asylum. Well, this un- inductee decided to do what I do every week and show my wife who's the boss. A man in <laughs> she's listening to a man in Western Russia was spotted wearing nothing but underpants and a necklace and a gun slung over his back in four degree what minus four degree weather. He was filmed racing through a snowy forest after his wife hid his clothes to stop him from hunting. Yes. When another man spotted the bizarre sight, he took out his camera and filmed the man approaching before he stopped him and asked why he was naked. The man said his wife had tried to stop him from leaving the house to hunt for wolves by hiding his clothes, so he decided to go hunting naked. When the shocked person filming off from the coat, the man declined, saying that he was happy to continue without one because it is spring and the sun was shining. He stood up to his wife and all men everywhere, congratulations, Mr. Russian Hunter. You are this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Brought to you by Celian Asylum Cigars. That is the Cigar Insane Asylum. Oh, wow. It's been a crazy show. Good show. Absolutely. Special thanks to George Rico. We had old history, a little older history. He's enjoying his whiskey. He's glad he's He's happy. Yeah. Oh, no. He's loving it. You better eat another bagel before you hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to LC May, Richard Thank Lewis, you. Richard. I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon. I'm sure, especially when the ten years. Yeah, let's just let me know. Now, where are you heading? Are you in Florida for a while, then going uh, to other I'm, regions? I'm or? about to head to the airport after this, oh. and then I'll, I'll be in Chicago, Wisconsin next week. My home base, is Chicago. Yeah, Great town. 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 Yeah, I've been there. It'll a be cold. Times. Have fun. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so, uh, also, I mean, just confirm because Richard was telling me that Clyde Mays is the highest, fastest growing whiskey. In the U.S. According to Nilsson, we're the fastest growing whiskey in the United States. We're the only whiskey growing by triple digits. So. Wow. Are you worried about ever running low or production faltering? We, you know, with this kind of stuff, you got to forecast. You mm-hmm. have to forecast for success. And, you know, I think our success has come at a faster rate than maybe even we expected, but... I'm happy to say that we have some of the smartest guys in the industry uh, that know what they're doing and can kind of 
handle any kind of maybe shortage we may or may not have, but we have forecasted for this success. So moving forward, I don't think that'll be an issue at all. Like I said, our employees know what they're doing, and it's uh, it's kind of like the farmer's insurance commercial. Uh, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. I, well said. Thank you so much. Elsie, it's been a pleasure, yes, Richard. Thank you. Next week, Yadi Gonzalez-Vargas from Florida Gonzalez Cigars. Until then, and as always, keep it lit. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sangrón or Maduro. The party's always rocking at Spearmint Rhino Gentleman's Club with drink and dinner specials like the 16-ounce New York Strip and Mashed Potato Dinner, $16.95, 5 till 10 daily. And Magnum Mondays with specials on bottles and $3 premiums till midnight. And Warrior Wednesdays where all vets, current military, and first responders are in free with work ID. All of this greatness while jamming out to DJ Legato and enjoying the finest women in Palm Beach. The Spearmint Rhino Gentleman's Club, corner of Okeechobee and Military Trail, West Palm Beach. 